Hello, friends. I have a lot of good things to go over today. I appreciate you joining me. This is Fact Check Friday. Please join me as we go over some of these facts. Today's episode is brought to you by the letter P and the letter K. Some things we're going to go over today. This is actually the first thing I want to go over right now. I got this message I don't normally read you guys messages like this one go ahead and do that i'm gonna show it right here and this was this was an answer to the episode before last this person put this is from our podcast by the way and you guys can join on anchor.fm slash midnight rad and you can find the link to that on our about page on youtube i think first amendment rights are very important but you need to stop confusing your First Amendment rights with the rights to have information about an ongoing murder. I look at this and stared and blinked in dead disbelief. I think I just talked about the public's concern for the way the police have been handling the information going back and forth, going back and forth and back and forth about was it targeted? going back and forth and back and forth about whether or not there's multiple people involved going back and forth about different things just to confuse people, which is why I think they were doing it. Do I think, and, and I believe I've said this, do I think that they owe me any information? I, I most certainly do not, not at all. They don't owe me anything, but people are losing trust and that's fact. They say, no wild speculations, no wild theories. You shouldn't do, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do, and I understand this lady, and I'm not calling her out like that, but, and you know, and the re- that's the reason why I brought it up, because I'm not calling her out, because I can understand that, because I can see her husband there at the newspaper, and she's like, hey, 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 listen to, listen to this guy. He's over here talking about the police should give him information. I listened to 48 hours. I know what's going on. Well, Marjorie, I've been in law enforcement for 25 years before. These are, these are punks. That's all there is to it. It's a bunch of damn sh- sh- shibersloosh. I hate that word, don't you? Shibersloosh. It's like they just ate onion and they're trying to breathe the bad air into your face. Like it's going to make them puke shibersloosh. Just trying to get in the way and they're just trying to make money and... So that's why I'm bringing this up. I understand their point of view. I'm not saying that anybody owes me a damn thing. And as far as First Amendment rights, I don't think you understand them as well as I do. Because I'm a military veteran that swore an oath to the Constitution and was willing to die for my rights. I understand them very well. How well do you understand them? Let me tell you why I'm here, people. I'm going to do this one more time. I don't think I've done it too much. I'm a journalist and a writer. You can check out some of my writings at midnightrad.io and you'll see my writings and the kind of things I write about. I was here long before you guys were. I was talking about every kind of murder that happened in the United States about every day. Why did I do that? Because I'm a writer. What I would do even before I was on the air is I would cycle through all these stories every single day. And I would find one that caught my interest, one that was worthy of writing about. And I would get hung on it, just like you guys do. And that's why you're here. And this is why we're covering this, because you're interested in it. And I'm interested in it. And there's more things to go over every day. That is why I'm not trying to solve a crime. I'm just fascinated by the complexities of it in the town, in the area this happening that is happening in and we're talking about it. this is a conversation with you this is what it is i was doing that before i'd get hung up on something i was interested in to see if it was worthy about writing about please look at my youtube channel midnight radio on that said channel there's documentaries why because i'm a writer i wrote the documentaries they're about investigations i've done about things that bothered me to the point where I felt like they needed to be answered. There's one about Taylor Business. I recommend you watch that. There's one about Amityville Horror. In case you wanted 
the mysterious of that situation removed from your mind and where you have solid answers and no, watch that. And what is the third one? The third one is the soul collector. I recommend you watch that. This is what I do. This is why I'm here. I'm not here for profit. I'm here because this is a part of my life. I'm here to have a conversation with you. Simple. I am Jerry Adams. You are watching and listening to Midnight Radio. I want to give a special shout out to those of you that are driving down the road or those of you that are at work right now listening to the live audio stream. You guys rock. We'll try to put a link a link to that in the in the chat room right now. I'm going to pin it. You guys can take that. You can put it in your your uh, phone, save it as a website. There and you can go to that whenever we advertise that we're going to be going live, which is usually somewhere around the five p- five a.m. five p.m. There we go, pinning it now. Boom, there it is. You guys can take that link and you can save it into your phone, so you guys can join in on the conversation, which is why we're here. I'm here because I love talking with you on another matter. I realize that there's some of you that don't like all the phone calls that I get. I understand that. But please understand that they're very important to me because this is a talk show. If you guys are making people feel like they can't talk, then we don't have a show. So please, I ask that you respect the callers. If, if you have a, and like I said, I really do understand. Maybe it'd be best for you not to watch it live. That way, if you watched it later on a replay, then you can just fast forward through it. It's the magic of the internet. That's what you can do. But I feel like if you keep commenting about how you don't like my callers, then you're going to drive away my callers. Matter of fact, I've had a few calls that I cannot put on here because people are calling me with good information that you guys might like, but they're saying, please don't play this. So again, chat room, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about that? Do you think, because I kind of have a problem with people, uh, calling me, leaving a voicemail, but not wanting me to play it because that's the whole reason for calling me and leaving me a voicemail. So it's a, um, talk show. It's a talk radio show. So where are we at with that? Maybe, maybe you guys want to open the phone lines later. can call me and answer that. All right. I've got a lot of information for you today, guys, a whole lot. We're going to do fact check. And when I say that, I'm depending on you guys in the chat room. Um, Somebody says, well, the caller shouldn't call then if they don't want you to play it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to think. I do because I'm here to talk to people, so I enjoy them calling me, and they have good information. I just wish I could share it. But, I, again, if they say don't share it, I respect that. People, if you're going to call me, I ask, please, if, if you don't feel comfortable, uh, don't use your name. You know, not that you were anyway. All right, going right ahead. This is Fact Check Friday today. What that means is you guys that are live here in the chat room, I need you to help me fact check this stuff uh, that we're going to go over. I need your what you know about these particular things that we're about to see right here. I put up two videos. I had to clear them. I had to legally clear them first and make sure I could. And I did. That's why I didn't put them up, you know, a day or two or three before now. The two videos and I suggest you all watch them. I can see that most of you did because the number of people that are viewing right now are the same amount of people that have watched these videos. So you guys know you did. So we got the body cam footage from the Moscow Police Department, and we also have the foodie, what we call the foodie truck video. And we watched the enhanced version of the foodie truck video recently. We were going to go over that again because... I think it's becoming clear who she was really talking to. It wasn't JS, which I mean, check this out. If I say that real fast with my Texas accent, JS, jackass, jackass. Sounds like I'm saying jackass, doesn't it? Uh, I heard that part. I thought it was really funny. Boom. Here we go. 
So we're going to go over the body cam footage, right? First, we're going to go over the national media's take the body cam footage. Then we're going to watch it ourselves. Then we're going to go onto our murder walk map. And I'm not going to pin it. I'm going to pin it tomorrow night. Actually, maybe I will pin it. I'll pin it live. Screw it. I'll pin it live. I'll do it live. And we're going to see where it relates to the house and the time. And this is important to note. It really is because of the time is, is the same time that they said. The same time that they said the murder would have had to have been taking place. We also have some more information from a neighbor. All right. So let me go into this. Okay, I had to delete a porn bot. Yay! Hi ho! All right, here we go. Let me line this up. Take it, nine twenty-one. Yeah. This is new video from the night of the Moscow murders. It shows officers issuing citations for underage drinking. Investigators say it is not related to the case, but it could lead to a break in the investigation. Police are also hunting for a car they say could be critical to the case. And they say the public's tips are paying off. They now have a new lead they believe could help officers. Esther Bauer shows us what they're asking everyone to look for. That white car being in the immediate area of the residence the morning of November 13th, that's so important. This is a stock photo of the car police are looking for. A 2011 to 2013 white Hyundai Elantra. They want to know who owns it and who was in it the night of the murders. They have important critical information we believe can help the case. Take it 921. This body cam video is also public now, showing officers issuing citations for underage drinking nearby. And there are white vehicles in the video. But police are saying this incident and those cars are unrelated to the murders. There is, in fact, a white vehicle in that footage. But we want people to know that that is not the vehicle we're seeking information about. With police actively hunting for that white car, you'll start to see less activity here at the crime scene. But it still will be watched by an officer at all times know that investigators aren't letting up they're they're working all these leads and, and following every lead and doing their absolute it looks severely cold there doesn't everybody oh my gosh just the other day here is 80 best to keep the integrity the of the investigation yesterday. intact police were tight-lipped today when we asked about rumors circulating that the man in the hoodie seen in this video with maddie mojan and kaylee gonsalves okay just pausing real quick so the hoodie man, the hoodie guy, is the one right in the back beside the door, the, the lit door. Okay, not the guy with the white, the white hoodie with the gray beanie. That's not the guy, okay? That is not the guy. That is some guy. That's not the guy. So I think there was some confusion for some people on that. I know the first time I saw this video a week or two ago, I thought the hoodie guy was the guy in the white. It's not him. It's the guy hanging in the back hours before they were murdered, left the country without submitting DNA. Really, our focus right now is looking for information on this white vehicle. All the inform- Okay. Here's a point of interest here. The police did not deny that he left the country. They did not deny that he did not submit DNA. So regardless of what information a friend of Jackass sent on social media, anybody that we went over yesterday... All right, the police are not sent correcting anything or sending it out. They're not. So that's not coming from official sources. Therefore, we're fact-checking. It ain't fact, people. It, it is not a fact that he did not leave the country. It is not a fact that he did not, su- that he submitted his DNA. It's not a fact that he did or that he did not not. Yeah. Did I say that right? Information we've released previously is available on our website. Um, so they're talking, I found it interesting, they're asking us, they're asking you guys for information about this Hyundai Elantra. But they don't want you speculating. They don't want anything from you. There's a lady that contacted me. She said, hey, Jerry, you know, I had some somebody I was looking at, and I found some really... Um, linking information about them and I shared it with the police department 
And right before I hung up, I could hear her on the line as she was hanging up the phone saying, oh my God, like they're bothered by your information. I told her, I go, I understand, absolutely understand. Um, please, when they say tips, they're talking about something you've seen, something you've heard. And here, we're here for the wild ass speculation, wild ass theories and tame ass theories. Just bring all that right here, guys. Stuff like that, information like that, that's part of the ongoing investigation. But no comment as if that's factual. Police are asking everyone no to look for this car and keep calling in tips as police track down leads and try to find the killer. Esther Bauer, 4 News. Do I feel like the police owe us information? I don't feel like the Moscow police or the FBI owe me a damn thing. And I also don't expect anything from them. Do I feel like that? I, I feel like they owe the, the family information, don't you? Okay, so let's go over this body cam footage that they were talking about. We're going over the raw footage. This is the real footage. It's uploaded to our YouTube page on Midnight Radio. I'm going to put a link to this all in the description below later tonight, and I'm going to change the thumbnail picture. I'm not submitting two different photos a day. I just change it at night. I know there might be some confusion there, but I don't have time to do it now. This is a, a quick one-shot thing. So let's go over this video. We're going to look at it very carefully, and we're con going to consider everything that's surrounding here. We're going to consider the time. We're going to consider what's actually taking place. We're going to consider what day it is. I'll talk about all this as we continue right here. Oscar PD, all three of you. You too. All right. So this is on game night of the university, and they won the football game. We're going to see the time there in the upper right-hand corner. We got 0 2 55. I remember there being text messages at that house. Was it 257? Is that not when the last one was? And we're going to roll up in here to three. I think this is an edited 15-minute video. So this was on game nine. A lot of crazy things going on. If I'm not mistaken, this is right behind the frat house, which is in front of, of the murder house. How old are you guys? Take it, not 21? Yeah. 19. Okay. 19? Yep. Okay, is there a reason why you didn't stop back there? Yeah. Well, we saw him talking to him, right. so we didn't know. Okay, well, he yelled at you guys and then turned around because he walked up on him. I yelled at you guys, you didn't stop. No, oh, I did not hear you. Right. Yeah. Well, let's walk back over here, okay? So he's pulling over pedestrians. Okay. What you gonna do? Guess I have ideas on you? What you gonna do when this uh, comes for you? Yeah, dude, yeah. Okay. Policeman, give me no rage. Soldier man, give me no rage. Ah, nah, 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 nah. How's the rest of it go? Where you guys live at? Boy, were you walking okay. in the grass? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Alright, do we see the car? Bow, 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 bow. So we're seeing cars parked on the street here. I see white cars. Person, honestly. Yeah, like some dude from a fire or something. Some dude from a fire or something. So I'm trying to. All right, looking at the time again, two for six. What did these guys see? Did some one of the frat boys pass them? I had information. Well, not information. Somebody told me. But they don't understand why the universities, the frat here, hadn't made any statement about this case. And then they did the next day. I, th I believe it was yesterday. You know, thoughts and prayers and condolences to the family. This was our brother. We're sorry for your loss. That's all they said. And that was the president of the uni the uh, the president of the frat house. So these were frat guys here. 
stand in this field, do you think that maybe the killer wasn't noticed because he was from the frat? He, he had access through that area. Maybe he was on foot the whole time. Don't know. These are all wild-ass speculations. So the police in Moscow are in hybrids to stay to save on fuel. In Texas, our our car our police cars are souped up Dodge Chargers with Hemi's in it, so they can actually, you know, chase down a suspect, or else, you know, someone's getting chased by the police. They're going to take off on the planes, and you're never going to be able to get a hold of them in your your putt putt. Okay, there's the car. Okay, you heard him ask them, they're like, is this your car? We see it parked there. We see it parked there with the lights on. That's all I'm seeing. Copy. I'm sorry, that was his car. My bad. That must have been his hybrid. Take care. So he has an unmarked car. An unmarked car. All right. Well, that was confusing. That was actually a police car. Not much of a comment about that. All right, so let's look at where this took place. All right? Let's try that. But first, I'm going to look at the chat room, see what we got going on in there. How were the police there before the call came in? Has anyone watched previous food truck videos to see if Joe's in them? Yeah, we're going to get to the food truck video. Timestamp 252, call not placed until 301. That's correct. A lot of times the police body cam uh, dates and times are not set correctly because of the way it works. Please, guys, uh, subscribe and hit the bell if you haven't. That way you can join in the conversation. Uh, it really helps me. If you guys appreciate what we do here, if you hit that thumbs up, I appreciate that. It's kind of a value for value thing. If you guys find value in this, uh, please treat it like you do, and it'll grow. So here we go. We're going to look at our murder map right now. All the links are going to be in the description for this or the show notes for the podcast. It's flying us. To Queen Road. Okay, here we go. We're going to go through all the different places and we're going to come back. There's a corner club in the Idaho Farmhouse Bakery. Quick note, I'm not the one that pinned that. Somebody else did. The actual owner of the bakery. This is how small a neighborhood this all took place in. And so we had the people there being pulled over while walking from this police officer in his electric vehicle. And something would have been going on right near them. Did somebody walk? Did someone take a vehicle? Now, they're not saying that the suspect is a person driving this white Hyundai Elantra. They're saying that this person might know something because they were parked there. All right, so here's the frat house. Let's drop our little walking man on it.
so where were they actually? Where were they actually? Because the field is way back here for the frat house. Were they in that field? Because I didn't see the fence. So they would have been on this other side, but Moscow Road is over here. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I got another... I got another article about this. I'll pull up for you guys. Guys, if you're tired of Twitter, which was always horrible, uh, you can join something called Mastodon. It's better than Twitter. It's called, you can go to it on No Agenda Social. If you're on there, you can hit me up. You can follow me, and uh, my name is at pops at noagendasocial.com. And you can follow all this information that I send you before it, it's here on the show because I put it up right before we go on. All right, so I want to make sure I have the right one. This morning, a new clue in the search for the killer of four universities. This one actually Argo gives students. the detectives now place. asking the public for help locating a white 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra similar to these stock photos, with an unknown license plate, saying they're interested in speaking with its occupants, who may have critical information to share regarding this case. Police also saying the car was seen in the immediate area of the home where the victims were killed early on November 13th. That can mean a number of things. It could be that they have eliminated all the cars in the proximity of the victim house. They cannot figure out what or why this car was there that night. This could be just an elimination, it could be a witness, or it could be a suspect. It could be something, or it could be nothing. investigation enters its 26th day, ABC News obtaining new body camera footage from that night, showing an unrelated police stop nearby at about 3 a.m., around the time authorities believed the murder took place. Police stopping three people for an alcohol offense in a field near the victim's home, and near... In a field near the victim's home, they say. That doesn't look very near to me. So you got Sigma Chi right there, the victim's house way down there, and they're off in the field. And you guys asked, well, why Why were they there? Why was the police already there? Because this happens all the time. It was easy pickings. He was in an unmarked vehicle. He was there for this. This happened at the party time. He knew this was going to happen. Oh, you know what? These drunk guys are going to be walking back to the fraternity, and I'm going to get them. <laughs> That's the thing we watched up yesterday. It, it was the, they were talking about the, the ongoing struggle between the people that go to the university and the town. They called it the, the gown against the town. I'm trying not to say clown against the town. The gown in the town, and that's what they were talking about, and this is what they were doing. They're, they were wanting to find these kids, you know, they're going to trying to give them MIPs, minor in possessions, $250 fine is what they're trying to do. You know, bring money in. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are aware, but policing is actually a business, which I'm not complaining. We're, we live in a capitalistic society. Let me bring up this map again. So there's a victim's house. There's where the actual location of the body footage is and the frat house. So they're way over here, way over here. So, yeah. It's pretty far away. What do you guys think about this? Do you think, we don't know if this relates at all. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Now, this is something I heard, and this is a wild-ass theory that somebody sent me. It's not mine. I haven't been able to, I haven't verified it yet. I haven't started. They told me that Jack K is the one that drives the white Elantra. Jack K is the one from the Venmo that Ethan sent $6 to. He said that Jack K is the one that drove the white Elantra. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. I need you guys to help me fact check that. I was told that it was on Jack K's Facebook page that he had the white Hyundai Elantra. Let's fact check that. That way we'll know what these reporters don't know. 
about what some of the real facts are. Not saying that Jack K is the one that did it. All right, so let's move right along here. Oh, I don't have a video here for you, but here's what I do have. Idaho murder, slain university student's neighbor says front door was left wide open after attacks. Now, this is significant, I believe. A neighbor of the foreign slain university of Idaho students were shot, whose shocking stabbing deaths remain unsolved nearly four weeks later, claimed they saw the front door wide open after the slayings. Kylie Guncalvez, Madison Mogan, Xander Carnoodle, and Ethan Chapin, 20, were found dead at a house just yards off campus. Just yards off campus? It's a little farther than that. Hours after police say somebody attacked them. Now, this, this report's from Fox News. And they said the neighbor said the door was wide open. Um, the front door, which opens to the level where two other roommates were unharmed. So this is where the two other roommates were unharmed. It was wide open around 8.30 a.m. on November 13th. Here's a picture of it. Police say they believed the stabbing happened between 3 a.m. and 4 when the victims were sleeping and as Moscow police officers were responding to an unrelated incident about 100 yards away. So this is a picture of that. Um, So is this the front door or is this one of the doors from the balconies? Let me see if I can get a verification on that. Let me get some verification. All right, so let's look. Let's look at a picture of the front door. So here's a picture of the front door. So yeah, it was the front front door, wasn't it? I can see the stonework on the left side with the drain of the spigot. So the front door was wide open. Well, that's crazy that early in the morning. They were talking about the point of entrance being the glass door, but the front door being wide open that early? Interesting. It's just another thing. And this is this is interesting too. Now, you can see the shower curtain there right behind that front door. So you got to ask yourself, when was this picture taken? This looks like a relatively new picture, and it's just giving you an example of what they would have seen. But that bathroom is right by that front door. So maybe he went in through the sliding glass door and went out the front door. That that might be what that means because he didn't enter. He they, They're thinking that he entered in on the same level that he started um, what he did on. But this bottom level, he didn't. So did he just walk out the front door? Did maybe the roommates find him early? A lot, a lot of people still suspect the roommates. I don't know. But it is an interesting piece of information, a new piece of information. And I agree with the chat. They don't, somebody said that the police don't owe them the, they don't owe facts to the family, but they owe communication. I agree. They do, well, I understand why they don't communicate, but perhaps, you know, I saw a video of an expert saying that it's true. The Moscow Police Department are botching this and the fact that you're supposed to, if something like this happens, you can't give the family all the facts. But what you can do is you hold their hand through it. You can say, um, we're coming up with some things. We're working on this. We're here for you. Let me tell you, we have some things. I cannot share them with you right now. 
I need you to, and they keep doing that through it. Like, okay, we found some more things that's interesting. We're checking them out. They're not doing that. They're giving the family the complete cold shoulder. Another interesting fact is that some people are saying the speculation part is that this is turning into a cold case because it's been so long since they caught anything. Experts are being interviewed, profiles from the FBI, and they say it's been so long now. I mean, they probably don't have a clue. But they're actually cutting down the budget and cutting down the people that are actively working on this case because it scales down after a period of days. So that's an interesting thing to note right there. So if they actually had information, they would have had to have acted on it by now is what that correlates to. So let's look at this food truck again. We're going to look at the enhanced footage and we're going to look at the unenhanced footage. Looking at enhanced video of the confrontation between two of the University of Idaho murder. All right, so we're seeing, I want to call him Mo, but this is Joe V, right? Or Mo V? Joe V. He looks bigger on video than his face on YouTube, right? He's been going around being interviewed. I'm looking at him uh, right now, and he's next to Hoodie Guy. Again, the Hoodie Guy's the one with the, the white hoodie and the brown jacket. And it clearly... Looks like this Joe guy is making fun of the girls. They're pointing at him. She's pointing at him and saying, F you. And they're not giving hoodie guy the time of day. Murder victims and another student at a food truck. The time, 1.30 a.m., just hours before the murders. Kaylee Gonsalves and Madison Mogan yeah. stopped for mac and cheese. I think she did say F you to Joe jo V. After partying at a nearby bar. Everybody seemed like in good spirits, nothing seemed off. And then they start interacting with a couple other people. They're waiting for their food. Now look at this. Video shows Madison pointing at a man in a hoodie who appeared to have followed them to the truck. We had the video and audio from the clip enhanced, and you can hear her using an expletive. Blank. Boom, pointing right at him. You, mister, she says. Police have already announced they have cleared the young man in the hoodie. Audio engineer Anthony. Okay, so here's an, another interesting point before we play the just the raw footage of this, or I guess I could go ahead and play it while I'm talking. And that is, we watched Donna Serafina, or Serafina, correct me if I'm wrong, Donna Serafina. Donna Serafina. We watched her yesterday. She did another reading and she gave us a synopsis of who she thought it was. And her, and her synopsis is pulled down. It is private. So you guys can't watch it now. And her new reading isn't out. Originally she said it, it was, she felt like it was a red-haired person Like he, he dyed his hair from being red, but she says parents had dark hair. And she, this time she said that she felt like he was Mediterranean. So that's kind of a 180. She put a video up on Instagram the day before where she was saying it was Jagas. But this time she was saying that it was somebody Mediterranean and, and not Jagas at all. So now that video is down. I don't have the whole video for you, but I did play the audio, some a bit of the audio for you, so that might be the only place you ever hear it. Just saying. So, yeah, I think it was Joe, Joe V. Vidot. And I'm not saying I think Joe V. did it. Matter of fact, I think I messaged that to somebody. You know, I don't think Joe V. did it. I just think he's an a-hole, and he just showed that he is. When he went on those interviews talking about these drunk girls and making fun of them. And it's not funny. 
I don't think drinking alcohol is funny. And, you know, someone else pointed out the fact that they pointed out the fact that, well, let's look at this Joe V. All right. He's a married man. He lives close in the area. Uh, what What is he doing? And I got to say, what is he doing there at that food truck at night around all these college kids? They said, well, what's the deal with that, Joe? No, I think he didn't. Could get, get away? No. Looks like he could you know, have trouble fitting through the door. I'm not trying to be mean. But much less four people. Was he sober? I believe he probably was. I'm not trying to be mean. Okay. This is... This falls into the what the hell department this what year was this from this is from seven months ago about a unsolved murder there in the old town of moscow idaho and welcome to the sunday news at 10 i'm doug petcash we start with a tragic story out of north idaho the moscow police department says officers found the body of a young boise man this morning the body of 19-year-old Hudson Lindo of Lindau of Boise was found in Paradise Creek near College Avenue in Moscow this morning. The Moscow Police Department says they responded to reports of a body in the creek around 11:30 this morning. The investigation is ongoing, but police say foul play is not suspected. How is I almost want to play it again but i don't Harman says they responded to reports of a body in the creek around 11 30 this morning the investigation is ongoing but police say foul play is not suspected you find a 19 year old in a creek and foul play is not expected he died of natural causes i heard somebody say that it's just a it was just a drug overdose nothing to see here well who sold him the drugs i mean what's going on here I want to know. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and open the phone line real quick in case somebody does want to call. I have about 15 or 14 minutes. This is really important, I feel. When I was in junior college... This, I'm reading this. This isn't me saying it. When I was in junior college, my friends were severely injured. One murdered by a killer who targeted their house. It took over a year to catch the murderer. And he wasn't a thought in any of our minds. What can we le- learn from what happened to my friends and how it applies to Moscow murders? I'm getting this from the official Moscow murders forum on Reddit. There's going to be a link to all this in the description below this video. When I was in junior college, someone sent my friend, someone set my friend's house on fire. One of my friends died, and one of my close friends almost died from a significant burn, smoke inhalation, and the injuries he suffered jumping from his third-story bedroom window once he saw his limbs were fully on fire. The other roommates also had burns and injuries, though not as severe. I was friends with all the roommates and regularly hung out at their off-campus house. Lots of people did. It was a great spot and was only a few blocks from the UMD's Greek row of traditional fraternity houses. There were six roommates, all frat guys, but members of three different frats. They enjoyed hosting parties. Their fraternities would sponsor preformal parties at their house, and it was a perfect social gathering spot when the bars closed. Very similar to the King Road house, except guys. A few of the guys had girlfriends. The girlfriends were in sororities. We were told by investigators within a week that the fire was arson. We didn't believe it. There were some initial rumors that it could have been one of the roommate's girlfriend's ex, but he was out of town that weekend and his alibi checked out. Almost a year went by, nothing happened. Then around the one-year anniversary, someone came forward with a tip and the case was solved. The night of the fire, my friends had a party. It was Friday. Party wasn't sponsored, but most guests were from the Greek community. At some point in the evening, some random party guests were on the porch, probably probably to smoke. An investigation proved none of the house members were ever 
out front. A freshman that didn't know anyone at the party, the guys on the porch, walked by the house. He was on his way to work, a busboy shift at one of the four main bars people go to, and it was raining. Allegedly, one of the guys on the porch yelled out, nice pink umbrella, you effing F. The freshman didn't engage, and he continued on his way to work and completed a shift on his walk home. He stopped at a house a few doors from my friend's house and took a full gas can from their porch. He then walked to my friend's house, and he doused the porch in gasoline, making sure to spread it all over the couch they had out front. He set it on fire. He watched the house burn down. He watched the news the next day and saw that someone died. Someone was in the hospital near death, and others had smoke inhalation and burns. He didn't give a F. The freshman, the murderer, targeted the house. He didn't hurt the guy that insulted him. He took his anger out on the house and the people that were asleep inside. That is a chilling story, but that might be the case here. Wild ass speculation. Maybe it was just somebody that was extremely pissed off at something relating to this house. But setting something on fire and going in and personally murdering with a knife. That's different. But here's the point that I do see a big line through connecting them and and pay attention to this because this might be the case later. I feel real confident about this. This was a guy who went to work. He couldn't party. This was a working class boy. He, He would never probably be let into a fraternity. Yet he was around the fraternity. Saw that getting treated in ways that he wasn't treated, having fun hanging out while he was working hard, barely getting by, living the American dream, eating macaroni and cheese. There's your correlation. I think it should be looked into that. Maybe not somebody in the frat, maybe somebody next to the frat. Somebody of a different class. Maybe somebody who had interaction with one of the girls and was turned down because of his uh, status. Just a thought. Might be worthy looking into. All right, so we talked about the, the Christ Church, and I'm continuing my investigation of that, but I find a lot of the information I'm looking at biased, so I'm having trouble going through the political BS to actually find the nuts and bolts. But I wanted you guys to know that I'm still working on it. I'm going to play a little bit of this footage so you get a flavor of the kind of things we're looking at when we're investigating this church. And uh, not that the church did anything wrong, but we're getting a picture of what this living in this community is like. You know, we looked at the gown in town, um, pressure back and forth. Now we're looking at this church pressure. We want to set the stage of what it's like in this town. So really that's what I'm doing with this video. In northern Idaho's dunes of grains and grass, a battle without bullets over the direction of a town. I believe that what's happening in Moscow is a microcosm of what's happening all across the country that started here maybe 10 or 15 years earlier than what's happening across the country. And that is... Um, Well, just a radical division. I don't think our nation has been this divided since 1859. It's divided and it's inflamed. And uh, that whole process, I think, began to be visible here a decade or a decade and a half before it became radically visible in the nation as a whole. Pastor Doug Wilson leads Christ Church in what he calls a Cold War Civil War. Our rights come to us from God and not from the government. Fighting in, of all places, a college town. Moscow, home to University of Idaho and just eight miles from Washington State University, exudes a live and let live vibe. One of the interesting things about Moscow is how these two entities live side by side, and I mean literally. Right behind me, that's the offices of the Christ Church. And right next door is the headquarters for the local Democratic Party. From this former art house movie theater, Wilson leads his campaign to make Moscow 
a Christian town. Idaho is a very red state. Moscow was historically a very blue dot in this red state. And so consequently, the fact that uh, we've done this has been disruptive in the minds of some, but the feasibility of um, um, evangelizing in Moscow had to do with the importance of the university and the size of the town. So in your version of a Christian town, would there be a place for non-believers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Would yeah. there be a place for same-sex couples? But you mean legally? Yes. You mean, you mean like uh, marriage? Mm -hmm. uh, no, no marriage. But there'd be uh, same-sex couples. No marriage, even though it's the law of the land in the United States? Uh, just like Roe used to be, right? In my uh, belief system, in our doctrinal stand, and what we believe the Bible. We'll continue more tomorrow here on Midnight Radio. What do we got for you tomorrow? Well... I have, an inter I have interviews coming up. So I don't want to release what the interviews are. Um, we're going to rebook Brother Joachim, Yoshin, Brother Joachim. It's hard to say it for me. We're going to rebook him this coming up week. I have an, an idea of something else on Saturday around 5 p.m. this time. Stay tuned to our community page. I'll let you know. Make sure you... If you guys are in the chat room, please, you're watching right now, please, please hit like. It helps us out a lot. If you if you got any value from watching this, uh, please give me some value and hit the like. I appreciate that. Uh, 5 p.m., I'm trying to book someone who's an expert about the FBI and the police department and their workings and the reason why they do stuff. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you next time. All my best.